the Bible Study Podcast, episode 813. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Second Peter with the second half of chapter 1. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We did the first 11 verses of Second Peter last week, and so I'm going to continue on with verse 12. Prophecy of Scripture. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in power, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. He received honor and glory from God the Father, when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. We also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable, and you will do well to pay attention to it, as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns, and the morning star rises in your hearts. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation of things, for prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So Peter has sort of three different thoughts, three different paragraphs in this part of the chapter here. And the first one is he's feeling his time coming to an end. It seems to be clear that God has told him that his time is coming to an end. It's not clear whether he's writing from prison and knows he's going to be executed or he's just getting old or what is going on. But he is thinking about the people that he's writing this to, the church that he's writing this to saying, well, I'm not going to be there forever. What do I want them to have? What do I want them to be like? What do I want to make sure that they remember? Even those things we've talked about before, even those things that I'm pretty sure they know, what do I want to talk about in this letter as I'm writing to them? What do I care about? And all of this letter is shaped by that question. Although it'll only come up here, it's really why he's writing this letter is, what should the church know? Now, some of us also are in that kind of situation, not necessarily the same as Peter's. Hopefully you're not waiting execution. Hopefully you have many healthy years for you. But as you spend time, for instance, with the next generation or with younger people, or as you're leaving one responsibility and moving on to something else, there's that question of what do you want to be remembered? What do you want to be remembered by? But not really talking about you, but what do you want the people that you're with to remember that you have learned from God or that you have learned the hard way. And so Peter says, because of this, I know that you're already established in the truth, but I want to make some things clear. And then he goes into 
because we're not just making stuff up. We're not just following cleverly devised stories. He says, we, when we told you about the coming of our Lord Jesus in power, he says, we know that Jesus is coming back. We understand that from the Holy Spirit. We understand that from Jesus telling us that. But he says, you have to understand we have seen him in his power. And when he says we have seen him in his power, at this point, it seems like he is referring to the mountain of transfiguration. That time where Peter and James and John were brought by Jesus up to the mountaintop where they saw Moses and Elijah conferring with Jesus and Jesus was transformed. Jesus wasn't Jesus of Nazareth, the carpenter, but he was Jesus, the son of God. And he's both, but in that moment, they could clearly see his power. And it was frightening. It was um, stunning. And I mean that in the, in the truest sense. He says, we have seen him, his power revealed. His, he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory. He's using that term here from, you know, the, the heavens, from God, the majestic glory. Saying, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. He says, we heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with him on, that, on the sacred mountain. And that was one of the strangest times that happens. One of the strangest incidents that happens in the gospel is this little pilgrimage before Jesus goes down to Jerusalem to be crucified. And he knows that, but they aren't getting the message, even though he's told them two or three times by this point. They go up on this mountain and he tells them not to talk about this much. Now, we think they did talk about it some, or at least they get down the mountain and they have this argument about who's the greatest. Well, who do you think started that argument? Do you, don't you think it was probably the three that got to go up to the top of the mountain? And that was not the message they were supposed to bring down from here. But over time, Peter is clear on what that message was, that Jesus is the Son of God, and they've seen him in his power, and they understand that he's coming back in that way also. And then there's this rather obscure passage here. We have also have the prophetic message as something completely reliable. So he says they have heard basically from the Holy Spirit. This prophecy has come up and you do well to pay attention to it. He says you would you should listen to this. This is important stuff. And I like this. It's as to a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts very poetic for this fisherman from Galilee here until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. Well, morning star is one of those names that is used for Messiah. And so it's used for Jesus in saying it, you would do well to pay attention to the teachings they've heard to these prophecies they've received as to a light shining in a dark place. We live in a dark and fallen world. This world is broken. And if the headlines this week didn't remind you of that, then they probably will next week. If they didn't didn't next week, they probably will the week after. There's always things going wrong because this is a broken and fallen world. And Peter knows that. And that mountaintop experience he was just talking about here is one of those times in his life when that light broke through. And he didn't know what to do with it at the time. He said, you know, let's build some booths. Let's stay here. This This is a great thing. He didn't know what to do with it then, but he knows what to do with it now. And he knows now to tell these people that they worship the risen son of God who will come again in power. 
And he wants that word to enlighten them. And I don't just mean make them smarter or make them understand something, but to bring light into this dark world in which they live. So that the morning star rises in their hearts. So that their hearts are filled with Jesus. Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of scripture came about from the prophet's own interpretation of things. Prophecy never has its origin in human will. So he's saying here, you need to understand that where this prophecy is coming from is from the Holy Spirit. It's coming through a person, sure, but it's spoken by God. And therefore, he's saying it is reliable. It's reliable because of the one who sent it. Just as Peter is reliable because of the one who sent him, and just as Jesus was reliable because of the one who sent him also. And we are also then sent into this dark and fallen world. And I hope you will bring light to your little corner of it this week. If With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. Or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com and thanks so much for listening. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.